0: Everything you got, come on. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? But sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. Boom, boom, boom glad you came. This is so good, church. Yeah. You want to be where you can't see. Our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. That's so good. I found out in the first service that all of a sudden, it turns out I'm old. I didn't really... I thought that everybody knew the Cheers theme song. And Pastor was like, is there something like a little relevant that other people will know too? It's like, I don't think I know any relevant things. (laughs) So, (laughs) that's how that worked out. (laughs) Sometimes you want to go where people know your name and where they're glad you came, you know? Sometimes, um, and, and it's so helpful to go where you can see that your troubles are all the same. That is that is a blessing. This morning we're going to talk about E groups, and I'm a I, I've been hired as the next steps pastor. And so you know there are times that I love to preach. I like to get I like to preach. I like to get us rowdy, in. but I also like to teach. I'm probably going to teach more this morning. You're free to get rowdy, um, but <laughs> but I want you to just so that you can kind of lean in that we're gonna we're gonna have some teaching and maybe mix in a little preaching. But most I've been hired as the next steps pastor and that means that e-groups falls into my category and so I want to help just kind of lay a foundation for us as a church of why we push this so hard that we don't push it so hard just to give us something to do so that you're like oh they're working through the week we get, we push this hard because it matters it matters to God I really think that it matters to you right. I really be- I believe this right. and I can say that and in- until you test it you might think, well, that's just something that, that pastors keep preaching about and keep saying. And I'll tell you, I lived a long time as a Christian, even as a pastor, before I had community. And something happens in community. Why e-groups? Why e-groups? You know, I mean, I think that we seek out community in, in many different ways. This Just as human nature is to seek out community. Some of us do this, I mean, a lot of us do this anymore on social media. Some of us keep it old school, um, like the Cheers theme song and we go to the bar. And, I, and listen, if you go to a bar and everybody knows your name there, I think you might have a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Norm! Norm is an alcoholic. <laughs> Some of us keep God bless him, he's a good guy. Some of us keep it... <laughs> and tight-knit, dysfunctional families. Um, some of us, as Pastor taught a few weeks ago, become furries. You know, thank you so much for laughing. First service, it was like, I was like, that's funny. Since he taught that, I've had like three of you say like, I just did not need to know about furries. <laughs> like, well, you know about them now. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> It seems like the list of where we can go for community just keeps growing and growing and growing and becoming more and more. That's acceptable, that's acceptable, that's acceptable, because we know we need it. So the question is not if we're going to find community. um, The question is where and what kind of community should we find as followers of Jesus? This morning, I want to present God's way. Of community, a better way, and I want to give some some reasons behind it. and And so you know my thesis, so you don't feel tricked. This is this is my position and the position of the church. E groups are important. Yes. Try that. Try to say that with e groups are what important. Important. <laughs> important. Come on, church, you got it already. That's good. Why are they important? Jesus says, in Matthew, he says, "Where two or three are gathered, you know this. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them." Right. And so. Why are e groups better than furry conventions? Because God is that e group. Right? God is that. Come out. God is that e group. Because this is what our faith says that if and when we gather in his name, for his name's sake, that God shows up. He's there. That's how he's created us to live in his presence as his body. John, Jesus' closest friend and disciple, he says in 1 John chapter 1, he says, If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his son, it cleanses us from all sin. Why are e-groups important? Because when we walk in faith, when we walk in the light, that means we have to be with one another, in fellowship with one another. And in that fellowship, we continue to be cleansed, not from sin, but from all sin. It chisels away. Brothers and sisters, that's what I experienced when I finally got humble and vulnerable with other Christians, is like you feel it and you see sin falling away and you hear people identify it and you, you hear the Spirit of the Lord say, like, that does not have to be yours anymore. Yes. Yes. But that doesn't happen at home. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't happen alone. And I don't think it happened at Cheers. Amen. That was good! Amen. Laugh at me! <laughs> Now, I want to say this, that I know that as we teach, that they're just words. So, again, until you test the Lord on it. And, like, I know that, I don't mean that to be an offensive. Like, I'm not saying, like, prove it. But God says, like, try try my ways, and I will prove to you that they're better. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying I want you to go and sign up for any group. And I want you to test the Lord on it and let him prove to you that your life is better at the end of the semester. That's what I want. Because the biblical truth is is that real life change happens in groups. It happens in community. And if your community is you and your wife or just you and your kids, that's not what the Bible's talking about. That's a beautiful community. But that community needs your your faith community to keep it stable and strong. We've seen families fall apart, right? That we never thought would fall apart. We need a foundation. So I want to start this morning, I want to go through a a book, a chapter of a book in the Old Testament called Ecclesiastes, and I think that it gives us a really good foundation as to why this is God's ethic for community, why this is God's calling for us. Ecclesiastes, anybody read Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastes. You're going to see here in a second. Ecclesiastes is hot. Ooh, it's good. It's my favorite book. Hands down. Oh, it's good. You read Ecclesiastes? You're going to love it. Get ready. All right, Ecclesiastes chapter 4. It says, again, I saw all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the tears of the oppressed. And they had no one to comfort them. On the side of their oppressors, there was power. And there was no one to comfort them. And I thought the dead who were already dead more fortunate than the living who are still alive. Better than both of these is he who is yet to be born and who has not seen the evil deeds that are done under the sun. Have you heard anybody make that argument? Be better, be better to be dead than live in a world like this. Better to not be born, not even know that evil like this could exist. Listen to the argument. The argument is, look at how hard life is. Has anybody ever experienced hardship in this life? Any of you? Just a couple of you? It's coming. Look at the tears caused by life's suffering. Anybody been brought to tears because life is hard? Look at the loneliness. Anybody been lonely because life is hard? Look at the power, it says. Look at the power of the Of the oppression. And then compare that power to the loneliness of the oppressed. Y'all, this is real. The Bible is real. I know there's a lot of cultural context around the word oppression, um, but the scripture is talking about those who have suffered, anyone who has suffered under the sun. So this oppression is one that we've all faced, all right? Who's not been felt who's not felt oppressed in this life men brought to tears in this life and felt alone in this life and, and the scripture says and I think it's important it says there's power behind the oppression so the, there's the enemy is coming at you forcefully on purpose and they had no one to comfort them So when we feel overcome, the enemy is actually using power, power to dismantle us. Now, it's not a greater power than the Lord, but sometimes if we haven't suited up, right, if, if we haven't obeyed, that enemy's power can feel pretty powerful. Has anybody experienced that? Come on, yes. Come on. So, when we feel overcome, the enemy is using this power to dismantle, to bring us to tears, to isolate us. And the scripture says this is true. And it says, unfortunately, this is also true. Listen to this Ecclesiastes 4, verse 5. He says, The fool folds his hands and eats his own flesh. My mom asked me what I was preaching about because she came into town this week. And I said, Well, I'm preaching about this. The fool folds his hands. And eats his own flesh, and she was like, "That's disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Well, the ESV puts it, puts it real, baby." So this. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I <laughs> what does Lady Gaga say? It's like, I, I was I was born this way. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> the fool folds his hands. And eats his own flesh. The fool folds his hands and feasts on his own sorrow. The fool folds his hands and feasts on his bitterness, on his anger, on his righteous indignation. The fool folds his hand and feasts on his own wisdom. I don't... The, the reason I love Ecclesiastes is because it sees me and the reason I just really get angry at Ecclesiastes is because it really sees me. are you? Like I think sometimes I'll read the Bible and the Bible's like, Nathan, you are a fool. I have absolutely folded my hands and feasted on these things. And the scripture is saying that the suffering, the oppression, they have a source. They want to oppress you into loneliness and depression and self-reliant isolation. So when something goes wrong, that you will run to the bar or yell and push away your friends and your family. Or make woe is me social media posts. Anybody like woe is me social media posts? This is the day and age. I know some of you are guilty. I know you is. Right? Or hastily go out alone. Like, I don't need anybody. I'm just gonna That's me. Like, baby, just out of my way. And she's like, couldn't I please speak some sense into you? Like, leave me alone. The scripture says, knowing that this is your disposition, knowing that this is your disposition to feast on your own flesh, don't do it. Don't do it. It's foolish. Why is it foolish? Verse 8 One person who has no other, either son or brother, and there's no end to all his toil, and his eyes are never satisfied with riches, with all that life has to offer. So that he never asks for who am I toiling for, for what am I suffering for what am I depriving myself of pleasure for why am I, why do I remain why do I keep choosing slavery it's all vanity and unhappy business so the scripture says, even though it's your disposition to go it alone and even though um, it's your disposition to Feast on your own flesh. Don't because there's ruin there. It actually, it destroys you. Ruin because the isolation and the loneliness always create unhappiness and dissatisfaction. Now, if you're a hillbilly like me, then you probably hear good advice like this. And I can preach good advice like this and still go hillbilly on it. Like, that's how hillbilly I am. Like, really, I'm just, like, you hear good advice like this and think, okay, yeah, that's right, Lord. But sometimes, I'll tell you what, Jesus, you're so right, but sometimes still, you got to put your nose to the grindstone and get it done. Are you Anybody get it done? No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> am I the only hillbilly in the room? Okay. <laughs> well, listen, though, <laughs> it's so... <laughs> It's like, you know what, sometimes you accept, and I've said this, I regret it as a Christian, but I've said it, sometimes you accept, life is hard and then you die, right? But it's the same same thing, it's foolishness, it's it's the same thing as band-aiding our problems with drinks and drugs, Right. right? It's the same thing as, like men especially, but I'm learning that women are suffering with it too going to those websites and looking at those images and feeding those lusts. It's the same thing. Keeping those acquaintances that bury us in shame and guilt and bitterness and anger instead of saying, hey, God has life for you. And you don't even know it until you get into a group of people where, that, where they are Christians and they want to give you life. And you don't even realize, whoo, I've been buried by these people that want to steal it. I thought they were friends. But you don't know it until you test the Lord and see that his ways are better. Good. This is what the scripture says. It's in Proverbs 14. It says, There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Yeah. Oh, man, that scripture's so real. This is why God, this is why our God's good. You know, people can pretend like, would oh, the Christians manipulate. Like, no, this is why our God's good, because God's like, hey, I know exactly who you are. In fact, let me tell you who you are. And let me affirm, yes, I understand that you believe your ways are better. I get it. It does. I, God says, I see that it makes sense to you. That striking down a bully is better than turning the other cheek. I see that it makes sense to you that um, despising instead of loving your enemies is better. I see that it makes sense to you to pull the sword and cut the ear off of the guard who's going to arrest Jesus. It makes sense to you to sell him for 30 pieces of silver instead of trusting him. It makes sense to you to deny him and hide when burdens seem too great to bear. It makes sense to you to return to fishing instead of telling the world of a better way. There's a way that appears to be right, but it leads to death. Ooh, your ways appear to be right to you, God says. I know that. You see how he sees you, how he sees us? He's not wanting to condemn us. He's wanting to open our eyes to a better way to follow him, to lay ourselves down and come to life. Verse 9, it starts to say, it says this, it says, two are better than one. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him, woe to him who is alone when he falls. And there's not another to lift him up. You've been there in those seasons alone. Yeah, whoa. You understand the whoa? Whoa. Whoa. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. How can one keep warm? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A three-fold cord is not quickly broken. So, mm. so here's God's argument. You know, they always read that at weddings, which is great. But, like, it's meant for e-groups, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's true Amen. you got the husband and wife like doing their knot. you know it's cute but that's it's meant for e-groups God's argument why should we should choose like, and, and it does have to be a choice I think in this life where we can choose community anywhere it's, it's gotta be it's like normally something's gonna be sacrificed like honestly for me to step into a group I'm gonna be giving up a night that I want to sit on the couch and look at my red headed wife hey girl <laughs> i'm gonna get in trouble later uh, <laughs> why we should choose it over the other groups the uh um the little leagues and the girls night and the bro downs you guys, you guys know what a bro down is yeah you don't know what a bro down is it's a, it's a girls night for guys it's a bro down i didn't i was so surprised in first service people were like what's a bro down uh, I've ne- so like on one end of the spectrum, I'm so irrelevant, and on the other end, I'm so hip. <laughs> My name is Nathan Hopping. <laughs> good, good to meet you. Um, so, t- <laughs> two are better than one. Two are better than one is God's argument because in eGroup group, in Christian community, you get godly support. And that's contrasted to blind support. I had something difficult in my life recently, um, and, and I was worked up about it, and I had um, non-godly support in my in my father. and then I, and I had godly support in a friend, and the non-godly support said, let's take the gloves off, let's get down in the dirt and let's let's get let's start a fight. you know, are you with me? Like not a literal fight. okay, I'm not. The godly support said, let's look at the big picture. This is coming at you, and the Bible says Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy, but God wants to give you life. Do you have life in this? The godly support said you can fight and take the gloves off and get down in the dirt, or you can get on your knees and fight a different way. So, listen, I don't, what I'm not saying at all is you're not going to get support outside of the church. But there's a very different thing. Godly support to blind support are very, very different things. And, and you know what? Before I talked to the godly support, the blind support felt great, didn't it? Yeah. Getting patted on the back saying, let's get mad, let's get crazy. That feels, I wanted support to get mad and crazy. But you know what I need support to do? To get on my knees and humble myself before the Lord who says, I've got something better. Two are better because in E-group you get godly support. This is what the scripture said. You can read through the nine, Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12 yourself. Again, two are better than one because you get godly comfort in E-group. Godly comfort. At one time in my life, again, it's contrasted to blind comfort. I literally, um, I, ha- I had a friend in my life, you guys would be like, what kind of friends do you have? They're reasonable, normal friends like you have. Um, a friend of my life, I was I, had gone through a divorce, and it was a hard time. And a wise friend in my life said, "You know what? You probably need is a prostitute." Now, brothers and sisters, if I wasn't a Christian, this is the kind of advice that we get that blind support can g- give you. And, and I know, like, well, that seems awfully drastic. I, I guess it isn't. I guess this is the kind of support you get at a coffee shop with a normal, everyday businessman. That makes sense to them. You get godly support and comfort in an e-group. Contrasted to the blind. And brothers and sisters, if we're not suited up in God's family, sometimes we don't know that the blind comfort is blind. Are you with me? You get spiritually strengthened in a group. Contrasted to physical strength. You know the advice that I got? Like, let's start fighting. Like, I mean, I like to feel strong. I like to feel macho. But you know what I like to feel better? Free. Whole. Healed. Mm -hmm. Two are better. Because you live in the presence of God in a group. Contrasted to the loneliness of the flesh, the hopelessness, the despair. And so the challenge for us as a church is to, if we're agreeing with the teacher, to step into and make room in our lives. Will we live according to our opinions and our comforts, or will we live according to the word of God? Jeremiah says, this is what the Lord says, stand at the crossroads, stand at the crossroads and look for the ancient paths and ask where the good way is, and then walk in the good way. Walk in it. My, my hope and my vision for our church is that we would have 100 plus percent involved in any groups. Honestly. Like I think, um, now don't get me wrong, I love getting in, in here, getting rowdy, singing songs, love it. I think that the most valuable time in our Christian lives is when we have that support of a group. And so I, I would say that's more vital to me than you showing up on a Sunday morning, you being in a group. Sorry, is that okay? No, <laughs> it's not okay at all. <laughs> See, it's already been said. <laughs> what, what do they say? It's better to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> but honestly, think about it. You know, the, this is the, where you're seen. Like you, it's easy to hide on, on Sunday mornings. There are a lot of you that have come in and left church with big, big problems, heavy, heavy weights, deep sorrows to get in a place where those will not be hidden. And like my, my, really, I hope I say 100 plus because I think you should invite your co-workers and the bros and the girls and the little league teams show up at E-Group. Yep. Right. Yes. That's a safe place for people. If they know their love there, they'll, they'll come in here and raise their hands and be, you know, yep. are you with me? We don't, we don't ask you this for us. Like, it, honestly, it does benefit everyone in the room if we're all spiritually healthy. But sincerely, as a staff, as a church, we are asking you this because we believe that the way of the Lord is better. And we believe that he's brought us the way to life. And we want to teach that to you so that you would have freedom, so that we would have freedom, so that our community would see freedom and hope. Are you with me? And so, I, as we begin to close, I just want to um, share a few things that I think will be helpful um, as, to us as we enter into community. Can I do that? Um, especially if you've never been in community before. But I want to, like, let's just get real about a few things real quick, and then we'll close. So the Bible says in Luke 17, it says, Temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. The, uh, the Christian Standard Version says it like this. Offenses are sure to come. Why, why, why am I reading this? Because um, other, other people can be frustrating. Have you ever learned this in life? Other people can be difficult? <laughs> other people can be difficult. Relationships and community, it's just not always easy. Like sometimes people are really obnoxious. And, and I see a lot of people throw in the towel on community because other people are hard. Um, but we are a church who have been really blessed by a pastor who leads and teaches us to live with grace and truth. Grace and truth. Other people can be hard. But do you know who else can be hard? You can. You know? Me too. I say that as like, I really relate. The scripture that I relate to the most is when Paul's like, I, Paul, the worst of sinners. It's like, brother, me too. I guess, yeah, we should get coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so you can, you can be difficult too. And I think some, we got to remember that. But other people can be frustrating. But remember, they feel the same way. So. If other people can be difficult and I can be difficult, what can I do? I can only take responsibility for who? Me, for you. Yes, for me. So what are some things that we're responsible for? Here's some things that you're going to be responsible for. First, not being weird. You're responsible for that, for not being weird. All right, Philippians 2:3. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Most of the time, people get weird because, right? Like what, what, the meme that I just saw on, on Facebook. This is what social media is. Like, I like mangoes not or better than oranges, and it's like how then somebody comes in, they're like, How can you talk so bad about oranges? You know, like, um, like most of the time when people get weird, it's because you're just being selfish and silly you know what I mean nobody cares if you like oranges better than mangoes like just relax go in there without selfish conceit for the good of the group don't be weird that things get weird when we get selfish we are responsible for for forgiveness Uh, this is what the bible teaches if if you forgive others their trespasses then your heavenly father will forgive you your trespasses that's right um I'm the kind of person who, like, if we're going to get into friendship, probably within three to six months, we're going to bump heads. Um, Because, like, I want, like, I don't want superficial friendships. Like, I I don't have any, I don't have time for that. I got a lot of kids, like, I work hard. So, like, if we're going to have a friendship, it needs to be a real friendship. Otherwise, can we just agree to acquaintances? So, if we're going to be friends, we're going to bump heads because things are going to get real. Um, So, that means that I also have to be the kind of person who refuses grudges. Right? And so here's the thing. Like, sometimes I'm difficult to be friends with. Like, after I said that, how many of you want to be my friend now? Like, exactly. Yeah. That's what I thought. Thank you, girls. Thank you. The rest of you, listen, they're too young. They don't know that they shouldn't lie in church yet. <laughs> but so here's the deal. Like, we all can be difficult. To be friends with. We all have our idiosyncrasies. And so, we, like, I have to forgive. I have to be a forgiving person. You have to be a forgiving person who refuses to hold grudges and who accepts the transparency and v- that vulnerability creates. Because vulnerability is foreign to many of us. In addition, we forgive because Jesus says, the way that you forgive, the way that you accept, the way that you receive other people, that's the way the Holy Spirit's going to receive you. So some of us aren't free just because we're, we're not forgiving. We're responsible for c- confessing our own sins. That's what the Bible says. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Um, I think a lot of it folks that i've experienced in ministry step away from and out of groups and away from and out of churches because they'll say i just didn't get anything out of it you know like it just it wasn't there wasn't a lot of fruit there wasn't a lot of life there and you know so here's the question were you confessing your sins were you saying like i'm not going to keep this sin in my life i am going to step into this to get what god promised i'm going to get cleansed so here's the thing church you're responsible to be the first one be vulnerable confess your sins if you want healing you have to come as you are and be honest about it there's a story about this gal that she, another pastor that that I know he, she came to his church and she said "I, do you guys do confession and counseling here and he was like well yeah we do but do you have a like do you have a church and she's like oh i got a church i could never confess to them what i'm getting ready to tell you and he was like maybe it doesn't sound like you got a church you know if you want healing you gotta you gotta be honest about it so that god can take you higher. Um, You are responsible for praying for your brothers and sisters. You're responsible to pray for your brothers and sisters. Bear one another's burdens, the Bible says, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so, I think healing is twofold. You have to confess, but you also have to pray. You have to confess, but you also have to get on your hands and knees and take serious the burden and the weight of your your church, of your Christian family's life, All right, Because, like, honestly, sometimes, I've had this pain in my right hand. Right? I do construction. I've had this I pinched a nerve or something. The pain in my right hand affects the work that I do with my left hand. The pain in my right hand it affects how I pick things up with my legs and my back. We pray for each other because we're part of the same body. When the when the right hand is hurting, the rest of the body is slower. You gotta take responsibility to pray. You gotta take responsibility to be a good person. Just one more. I, won't, I mean, there's a lot of things I could give you, but I'll wrap it up, I promise. Be, to be a good person. This is what the Bible says. Let Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander. Let these things be put away from you along with malice. Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Self-explanatory. And then lastly, you've got to make room in your life for the community of faith. You're responsible for that. You have to make room in your life for the community of faith. Romans 12, 5 says that we, though we are many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Do you know what that means? That means I belong to you and you belong to me. And sometimes because people are frustrating, we like to ignore that. But we still belong to each other. The sick and the unstable in this room belong to the strong and stable. We belong to each other. So the faith teaches that because this is true, because we belong to each other without intentional honest Christian community that we're never going to be fully alive in Christ. We're never going to be fully healed, we're never going to be fully free unless we have intentional Christian community. We're never going to be in fully fully in love with God. We're never going to trust that he's fully, completely, totally, eternally in love with us. And we're never going to experience true life change until we make room in our lives for Christian community. I think that there are some, there are reasons that some of us have yet to get into community. Some, some of I think for a lot of us it goes deeper. It's been that relationship that, that just ended ugly or that leader that manipulated us that pain that we're holding on to so some of us need to start the forgiving side of things now so we can step into the faith into the freedom that God has predestined for us it's promised to us heads down and eyes closed I want to first just have a prayer of healing God for those of us that, that need our trust healed heal us God as we take a step towards you in community because you say it's better heal us God so that we can see and be seen and experience the truth that the blood of Jesus will cleanse every sin. As we talked this morning about the promise of community, some of, I know some of us in the room have not received Christ as Savior I want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning too. And so together if all of us would just pray out loud so no one's praying alone repeat after me God I need a savior I believe that you died for my sins renew me from the inside out I choose today to follow you be my Lord and Savior. Thank you, God, for forgiveness. Amen. God, I just pray a seal over the healing. I pray a seal over the faith. I pray a seal over the intention to take steps and join groups. And so, God, I pray that what we've agreed upon in this room is bound together in heaven and will be seen through as is your will. Amen.